out. My fucking back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was laying on this. Um, so the tradition is whoever the guest is mm-hmm. has to say the intro. So that's what's the intro. I mean, you listen to the podcast, right? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's been a while. Oh, so y'all oh, got like a script, or you just like freeball it? Oh, we just oh we raw dogged the shit out of it. So mm. uh, okay. Do you know what it's called? I know it's Couch on Fire podcast. There you Boom. go. Slide in. Slide All right, there it, it is. The title card. There you go. Okay. Now we're good. Well, hello everybody out there in the world. My name is Rob. You should know this by now. And I am Griffin. The better part of the two. Yes. Mm-hmm. So for people that don't know, Griffin does work with me. We are co-workers. We're both journeyman meat cutters for a lovely company that shall not be named for legal purposes. Because uh-huh. I do a lot of crazy shit there. Oh, yeah. A lot of crazy <laughs> shit right here, too. <laughs> um, so, Griffin. What's yes. Up? Yeah. So a lot of people don't know. Well, I, I, I live in South Carolina. I mean, South Carolina. I live in North Carolina. <laughs> mm-hmm. Griffin's from North Carolina. Born and raised. Yeah. Born and raised. We're at North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. So, you're so wh- the most gentrified fucking urban side of this country ass state. <laughs> well, wait, so what do you mean urban fine? No, gentrified. Oh, gentrified. Okay. Yeah, urban. It's when you think of North Carolina, you probably think you know fucking banjos and like deliverance and all that kind of uh, stuff. And moonshine. But, moonshine. That's a big thing up north. Yeah, we yeah, think it about actually moonshine. Is. I actually have I have relatives who own like an illegal moonshine distillery. Yeah. So yeah, I believe you. But there's there's two little like Oases, oasis, oases, whatever the fuck, uh-huh. of city life surrounded by this fucking ocean of country. Like, you're talking deep fucking overalls, tractor trailers, all that shit. And then you have this little, it, it looks like almost like an offshoot of New York City. You know, what, very Charlotte? Kinda, Charlotte yeah, yeah, very melting pot, you know, it's got all kinds of just... Is Raleigh like this? It kind of is. Um, it's like a... God, what the fuck is that? It's closer to like Chicago than Charlotte's like New York. Oh, okay, okay. So yeah. it's, it's it's calmed down a bit. It's not as crazy. There's not as much mm-hmm. like cultural diversity in Raleigh. It's more just like sterile. Well, see, in Maryland, we had um, Annapolis was our cap is our capital, mm-hmm. and no one ever really goes to Annapolis. They go no. to Baltimore. I mean, no. that Baltimore that's where the sports are. That's where everything is. Yeah, you go to Annapolis for the politics, basically. Pretty much, man. That was a loud. Slander yeah, somebody's taking yeah. out their fucking anger on that door, man, I swear. Um, we are live on site, actually, at work right now, so that's fun. Yeah, we're just holed up in this room, hoping some fucking bumpkin doesn't come walking in here. I mean, hopefully um, after hours, we should be fine. Oh, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, so the reason why I asked Griffin to be on an episode of this podcast is because I like to cook. I'm not saying I'm a professional chef, but I like to cook. Mm-hmm. Griffin loves to cook. He talks mm-hmm. to people all the time about recipes. And I just thought it was funny the way he explains to me dishes that are mostly common down here in the north uh, yeah carolina i like how i say yeah. down here yeah. in the north <laughs> See, yeah. and uh you already fitting in just yeah, fine. yeah. <laughs> um and obviously up in baltimore mm-hmm. which is technically if you want to get technical is a southern state because it is below the mason dixon uh, line but i think anything below virginia is a southern state that's my that's my logic i, I i'm i'm kind of following you on that one uh, yeah. i mean baltimore is at least to me, it's a place of Yankees, man. <laughs> Love y'all to death, but it is not... Well, what's a Yankee to you? A Yankee is a certain type of lifestyle. Like, very very city-defined. Like, you don't really do a whole lot of outdoor stuff. Like, 
hunting, you know, uh, like outdoor work, shit like that. It's mostly just urban professionals, you know, they go to their fucking little cubicle and okay. stuff like that. Fast pace. Yeah, too. It is, nobody else defines a Yankee like that. It's just, it's fucking weird, but it's kind of like, it's a lifestyle and it's a mentality. Mm-hmm. Like, especially down south, the Hicks, as we're lovingly called, you know, by you Yankees. Yeah. Uh, we're very slow-paced. It's like, ah, who gives a fuck? You know, if something needs to be done, take your sweet time. No one cares if you show up late, you know? That makes sense because the highways here take years. Oh, to God. <laughs> to yeah. Make. When we first started, you know, Charlotte used to be a very sleepy country town when I was a kid. You know, you see people look, coming out of a fucking, uh, what was that painting about, like, the farmer and his wife? You know, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, yeah. Those people just driving in their piece of shit Ford F-150s, you know, just <laughs> up and down to the corner store. And then in 10 years, it's completely just like, changed. It's right. changed and just, and there's a lot of the old guard here, like a lot mm. of old country people who don't know how to deal with, like, the Yankee way of life, which is very fast-paced, constantly changing. There's mm. always shit to do. So you pass somebody who's going 35 in a 55, Mm -hmm. you know, in their little piece of shit, you know, just like Ford Pinto or something. And then you get these guys driving by 75 on the same road, just swinging past people. I almost get into an accident trying to get between a Yankee and a Hick all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's just people aren't really used to adapting, I guess. You know, the, the city is changing. It's constantly adapting, although we still have the same fucking infrastructure we've had for 30 years. Well, okay, so with that said, food-related-wise, do you think that um, it's better now that people from up north or from even from the Midwest moving to Charlotte bring their types of food? Because now there's more now there's more options. Because no offense, I mean, I'm not saying your food was bad. I'm not saying it that... It is very, very, like, very small, very narrow. Like, yes. soul food, a lot of fried food, a lot of barbecue. You know, that's, that's basically that's southern cuisine. I mean, you go down to Louisiana and you kind of diversify a little bit with, you know, Cajun, Creole, stuff yeah. like that, where you start to get, like, French influence. But it's very, very narrow, true Southern cooking. So I think it's good that we're getting, like, a lot more diversity in types of foods. Like, when you get on the kind of, you know, the rougher sides of Charlotte, you, yeah. <laughs> you get just all kinds of weird-ass stuff, like Ethiopian food and fucking Taiwanese. Then there's a Lebanese place right down the street. You can... That's what I said. It's starting to become like New York, where there's just all these. Oh well, yeah, little, little Italy. Places. You got little Mexico. You got all these places. I've I've been. I think if you drive past uh, Plaza Midway, it's like a, a whole street with nothing but um, Ecuadorian, like yeah. If that's yeah, even there's a- just there's the, these little enclaves yeah. of of people, and they bring their culture and their food and mm-hmm. their way of life down there, and I, I think it's it's great to a certain point. Yeah. But that's that's one of the main problems. This is a major source of conflict here. This is not New York. Yeah. People are not nearly as liberal and like as accepting down here. They're very much part of like you got to go with the flow. Mm-hmm. You know, you you bring your certain different attitudes and different ways of life and ways of looking at things. And there are some people who are just totally fine with it, and then there's other people who are like, nah, that's you need to get that mm-hmm. shit out of here. Well, I feel like um, like growing up up north. I, I didn't really – at the time, there was – Food Network was just starting. There mm-hmm. was no barbecue contests that were televised. You didn't right. really hear about southern barbecue. I, we have pulled pork. It's something we do. We just put uh, butt or shoulder or whatever they want to use over a pit. They slow and roast it, and then they shred it, mm-hmm. and then that's it. Then you add your own barbecue sauce. That's what we that's, do. 
that's actually really close to true, like, yeah. southern, air quotes, barbecue. Yeah. Uh, North Carolina in particular, before the whole vinegar craze started going yeah. on, was a big pulled pork place. No sauce. You just put a whole heaping shitload of dry rub on it. Yeah. Smoke it long and hard to get that good bark on there. And then just shred it and eat it as is. Yeah. Maybe some coleslaw, maybe some hot sauce, but you don't put barbecue sauce on it. Yeah, I mean, up north, so we have, uh, we have well, there's so many, the pit beef areas. They're called mm-hmm. pit beef stops. It's usually like an old trailer that they convert into a right. pit like beef a stand. Truck. Yeah, basically. And uh, they're stationary. So what they'll do is they'll give you the sandwich. We have we have plates, too. You get a plate, side fixings, all that stuff. Right. Um, they, you have the option to put... Now you have the option to put barbecue sauce. They have like they call it the Carolina sauce, which is vinegar sauce based. Yeah. But the traditional way, um, and I, it's not it's not Old Bay. We'll get into that in a second. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, horseradish. Right. The, the horseradish. A lot of times, like I eat barbecue with just horseradish. Right. And they have this thing called tiger sauce, which is kind of like a mayonnaise horseradish sauce. It, it sound in the barbecue. They mix it all together. It sounds disgusting. But it's pretty. It damn really does. It sounds <laughs> gross, man. But it's uh. The people... It's maybe because I just don't like. I hate those two things separately. I fucking hate mayonnaise. It's and the you... devil's condiment. It's, you... it's no surprise that it's the condiment that looks most like semen out of any of the ones in your fridge. But it's probably the most. And I hate to say this, but if you make homemade mayonnaise, it's the most best for you. It's high in... Now, don't get me wrong. I actually, I made something close to it. I think yeah. it, it's some kind of Middle Eastern thing. It's called, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing it right. It's called Taum. It's, it's, okay. like a, it's like an eggless mayonnaise. No, that sounds impossible. But in lieu of mm-hmm. eggs, you do like pureed garlic. Yeah. I fucking love garlic. So garlic, oil, you know, a little yeah. bit of salt and pepper. I was in heaven, man. That stuff was great. But for some reason... Just adding eggs to it, it has this really unpleasant aftertaste to it. And then horseradish, I don't know, I, I thought I was allergic to it for the longest time because it's not like a good, you know, the burn seems to be the whole point of horseradish. Yeah, that's what Whereas, it is. Whereas like hot stuff, like cayenne pepper, hot sauce, you know, fucking chipotle sauce, the flavor is the main reason you go there unless you're a fucking masochist, and the heat is just like something you've got to put up with. Like, I love spicy food, but yeah. I don't go to spicy food just to, like, hurt myself, mm-hmm. you know? I go there for the flavor of the spicy stuff, and then it's like, oh, well, shit, I guess I gotta deal with this now, you know? <laughs> so, like, the hor- fun fact, this mm-hmm. is, I, I have ADD, so sometimes I just randomly think. Go, man, go for 85% it. 85% of the um, wasabi sauce in America... It's, yeah, it's, it's like colored horseradish. It's right? colored horseradish. Yeah. So when people are eating it, they're like, "Oh, this is wasabi." No, it's really just horseradish. Yeah. Um, but okay, so up north we have we have a lot more. So we have the the pulled pork. Right. One of the things that we're really big at up north are delis, diners, and um, just like pizzerias. Mm-hmm. Now. When I first moved down to Charlotte five years ago, it was oh, so poor bastard. It was so hard for me, <laughs> dude. I agree. I agree with you that times have changed because just in the five years that I've moved here, uh-huh. there's there's more pizzerias. I I think I actually found a diner going towards Uptown, like mm-hmm. accidentally driving on South Tryon or North Tryon, one of those roads. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, there's actually they're actually, you know, making them. Yeah. And it's just crazy to me that you guys didn't have that. So like, if you guys didn't have a diner. To hang out at or have all you know meals because a diner for us up north is you go to twenty four hours a day you can go at one o'clock in the morning and get the same thing you can get at two o'clock in the afternoon right you can get eggs a crab cake um chip beef because you know chip beef is always amazing right and then um you know a bowl of soup 
at the same fucking time, any time of day. Mm -hmm. That's a diner to, to me and to, like, other It's basically, people. it's a yeah. kitchen that never closes. Yeah, so do, what did you guys have down here that's like that? Well, diners are a very small, we have a very narrow, again, it's southern, it's narrow yeah. definition of diners, which is, like, straight out of the 50s. You know, the tile floors, the booths, yeah. you know, you get a burger, fries, and a milkshake. That's basically what they have there. There's no, like, there's no, bre like, breakfast food would be, like, uh, potatoes, not fucking potatoes, hash browns, pancakes, yeah. eggs, that kind of yeah. stuff. But they stop serving that in the morning, and then it's like, fuck you, you gotta get a burger. So, it's it's really, it's a, a contest of definitions, because I noticed you kept saying barbecue and, like, up north and stuff like that. I'm not sure how far north we're talking here, but, because, like, you know, Sean, who's another guy that we work with, yeah. you know, real big, like, Yankee, Long Island Yankee. Yeah. To them, barbecuing is just grilling out. You know? See, well... There is no food called barbecue up north. No, so um, that term is used a lot, too. Right. Um, we have... I didn't use, I didn't know the term potluck until I moved down here. Yeah. Um, I didn't learn, you know, terms like that. But barbecue, like, um, hey, you want to come over for a barbecue? That's just mm -hmm. how we would talk. Right. Um, but, and if you want... Barbecue, like mm -hmm. you know what we were talking about, it's pit beef. You, like, oh, I'm going yeah. to go get pit beef. Or let's go get pit beef. And I think that's really one of the main reasons why there's a bunch of people who move down here from up north and they're disappointed in the food. Oh, not because okay. it's not because it's necessarily worse off than what's how it's worded. They just don't know what to ask for. Oh, okay. Like I said, if you come down here and you ask for, you know, let's have barbecue, you show up, you're going to get smoked brisket. You're going to get pulled pork with optional sauce, maybe a smoked chicken or something. You're not going to get burgers. You're not going to get steaks. You know, that, that that's grilling out. You know, or you go to a grill or, you know, you have like an outdoor thing. But barbecue to us, again, I keep coming back to it. We have a very narrow, very specific definition for almost anything. Mm -hmm. Different words mean different things. Um, but I, I will say, I'll agree with you on that, like pizza and stuff. Dude. Until the big exodus first started happening, yeah. the best place to get pizza around here was fucking Domino's. Uh, and, and, <laughs> and that says something. And, and up north, I hate to say it, Domino's, the chains suck. Yes. The only the only chain that mattered is because they had stuffed crust and they had pan pizza, which was Pizza Hut. Mm -hmm. I mean, the chains suck down here, too. Man. Yeah. It's just a question of if you're going to get punched in the balls, would you rather have them wear like a fucking Estes <laughs> on one hand or like a rubber glove, you know? No, I... That's a great analogy. I mean, it's still going to happen, but you can kind of, you can reduce it. A lot of the, the pizza places, like yeah. the pizza places down here 10, 12 years ago, they knew they were the only game in town and some desperate well, the, fucking people would, well, they would swap it up anyway. You know, um, cheap ingredients. Yeah, and thick, just chewy dough. Yeah. Not even stringy, like hardly melted cheese. Way too sweet tomato sauce. Drives me yeah. ape shit. If I ever go into a pizza place and they have like too much sugar in their sauce, mm -hmm. I just, I can't do it. You know, if you ever watch cooking shows on TV and no matter where they go in the world to the, like, they're like, oh, this, this place in, you know, Missouri has the best pizza. 95% mm -hmm. of the time, the owner is from New York. I yeah. feel like people just, the immigrants want from New York and then they spread it out and then everybody else just eventually food just kind of well, grew that way. It's it's mostly like I said because of New York's specific like um, culture or well that, that's kind of what I was going for but like the type of people who were there. Yeah. Like it was a big, was big Italian yeah. well specifically an Italian immigration point. Yeah. And I know Italians didn't invent pizza as we know it. It's a totally mm. different thing. 
over there, but they brought over like really good tomato sauce, mm-hmm. like the thin crispy crusts. You know, they make like those little flatbreads and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it just took one fucking guy walking around saying, hey, you know, let's combine these good ideas. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think the birthplace of true pizza, and I know there's somebody in Chicago fucking having an aneurysm right now, mm-hmm. is New York. It started there, and then someone in Chicago was like, "I'm gonna put a twist on it," and then they yeah. made their own. I mean, you can go, you can go to Hawaii, and they, they have their own Hawaiian pizza, mm-hmm. which, by the way, doesn't really have pineapple on it. The real Hawaiian pizza is just ham. Look, I'm okay. With <laughs> you. I, I like the idea of pineapple on pizza. I'm not gonna reject it. It's the it's sweet out of hand. factor. Yeah, I like sweet and I like salty and all that kind of stuff on my food. The problem I have with pineapple specifically is that it's chewy. Oh yeah. It's like if you get like a piece of uh, like sausage or something on your pizza and it's got a piece of gristle in it, oh, yeah. it ruins the pizza. Pineapple is gristle flavored, like flavored gristle all over your pizza. Yeah. You know, get something like maybe pear or just, I'm throwing pear, shit out pear, here. Pear. <laughs> just something sweet, you know? Just something uh, to add that flavor uh, to it uh, and I'd be fine with it. But when you throw chewy ass uh, pieces of ham, thick cut chewy pieces of pineapple I can't but that's the wrong the way flavor. to do it um I've had it where it's they cut it so thin like a piece of like a piece of like meat really thin cut mm-hmm. and then they grill it so it kind of just caramelizes then they then they chop it up and put it on the pizza yeah caramelize so, your pineapple yeah instead of ham go with um, I think it's like prosciutto something you, like that or maybe it's parma ham but it's like one of those really yeah. really thin smoked meats way. Throw that on there. I like Dude, I like I like chicken on my pizza. I'm, I'm a little weird. I like chicken. Now straight up chicken, barbecue chicken, or buffalo chicken. Um, I like straight up chicken. I do like all the other two as well. Mm-hmm. But my classic pizza, if I had to go with it, I would put regular chicken on it. So like grilled, real nice. Yes. Like, like I, I well, was, I wouldn't just throw like random yeah, like fucking chicken. Yeah, I was talking about <laughs> no, like no. fucking like pre like, cooked little chopped chicken. No, cubes, no, no, you know? no, 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 no. Um. So I wanted to ask you, what is your favorite dish in the whole entire world? What is your favorite number one, not, not your number one food, the number one dish that you can make for yourself? Baked rigatoni with homemade meatballs, homemade garlic bread. And you're from the South. That's crazy. Because to well, me, to me, I mean, I'm not saying you guys didn't have pasta, but rigatoni, that is a northern, I mean, that's a New York thing. That's a Italian thing. It's and, because of my very specific like background okay um growing up my father was adopted yeah. we didn't really have much of a cultural identity because my yeah. father didn't know who his parents were and my mother was an army brat she was constantly moving around as a yeah. kid so they didn't have any really entrenched kind of cultural wisdom to pass down then my father he started trying to figure stuff out about his birth parents yeah and you know it was a long time ago the records weren't ideal but the, uh, the most i could tell him was that his father was italian and his mother was irish okay which is also partly the reason why it's yeah. hard to find out because that was real big taboo back yeah. then. Like, they, they kept to the sides of the street. You thought racism was bad, man. Yeah. Put the fucking mix and the Italians in a room. It's fucking crazy. Wops. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not sure how Italian I am. So I'm going to throw that shit yeah, around. No, I'll let you catch the heat for that one. But uh, Oh, my grandfather's full blood at Italian. I call him a Wop or a Dago all okay, the time. So he started like really embracing Italian culture. Okay. And by Italian culture, I mean the stereotypical shit. Like the Godfather, you know. Well, it's, doing it's, this shit when you it's, talk. It's fun because the Hollywood made it so big. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think that's fun because like... You kind of see gangster movies with Italian, I mean, not Italian, with um, 
Irish mobs now than yeah. you did back then. Back then, it was all Italian. Well, that's Italian. Italian, I think the Italian mafia movie is starting to get kind of stale. Yeah. And that's why they love the idea of the mob movie, yeah. per se, but, but it's they, they got to freshen it up. So you got the, like, the Irish mafia, the Japanese Yakuza. Yeah. You know, there's Triads. Just, yeah, there's shit yeah. like that. You know, there's a whole ton of stories that they can be told. But before we get on a movie discussion, which we're going to oh, yeah, that'll next be a, time. That'll be another yeah, podcast. Um, yeah, back to the food. <laughs> We have always been like a starch-heavy family. Yeah. Because of the Irish and the Italian thing, there was always either potato, a pasta, or a rice with like every fucking meal we had. Oh, yeah. That's and awesome. uh, growing up, both my parents worked. I didn't see them very much like uh-huh. during the day, but every single day, it doesn't matter if they've been on their feet for 16 fucking hours, they would go into the kitchen and just cook a homemade meal right then and there. Uh-huh. And that was oftentimes the only times we got to see our, our parents growing up is we would sit on these stools around the kitchen table while they were doing their thing and we'd just shoot the shit like, how was your day? You know, you been going good with school and everything like that. Yeah. And uh, one of the big... Back in this, uh, okay, yes, go. Okay, so yeah. One of the big things my father and I really bonded over was Italian food. Mm-hmm. Like this, this whole kind of... Because it's, it's fairly beginner friendly. It's easy to get into. But there's so much complexity and so much depth that you can do. Like everything from making your own pasta to like going from pre-shredded to fresh mozzarella mm-hmm. to working on your own like tomato sauce instead of just getting that shit out of the can or the jar. There's so much you can improve upon and so much of like a feeling of satisfaction mm-hmm. from getting better at cooking Italian food. Irish food, I love I love my people. Irish people are great, you know. I love drinking, but they don't really have a whole lot of cuisine that jumps out to you right off the bat. Like, when you think of Italian, uh, not um, Irish cuisine, what's the first thing you think of? Corned beef and cabbage. <laughs> yeah. Like, and that's like, I, I can't stand cabbage. So, you know, most of my inherited cultural identity was Italian. And one of the things I would ask for, because it was always a thing they did, they would always cook food for us for our birthdays. Yeah. Every one of us, they'd ask us, what do you want for food? My father would handle the food, and my mother would handle, like, the cake. And okay. I would always ask for baked rigatoni with meatballs. Um, so it's it's not only like I not only love the dish and I love making it, but it's it's kind of like it reminds me of my childhood. It brings back home. So two two things with that. One, rigatoni is my favorite pasta, hands down. It's oh, best. it's great, man. Um, and two, this is gonna blow your mind, and this is gonna go into the next part of this that I wanted to talk about. Bring it on. Crab meat in your tomato sauce. It is amazing. Not no no no. Just, just crab meat. If you ever put, like, if you, because you put ground, people put ground beef, people put chorizo, people put, mm-hmm. you know, sausage, everything right. in your pasta sauce. Try crab meat. We actually, they actually sell it here already in the sauce, mm-hmm. but you need to actually buy the lump crab meat and put it in there. I'm not averse to it just as an idea. Um, the problem was, and that's another thing, getting back to my childhood, growing up, I had no seafood growing up. Oh, okay. Because my mother was deathly allergic to seafood. Like, anything at all. Fucking, yeah. even like canned tuna, just smelling it, she'd get nauseous. So we never had any seafood in my house growing up, and I never really developed a taste for it. Um, so when I first started, you know, cooking on my own, I never really considered bringing seafood in, you know? Um, and now you work around seafood. Yeah, so that's the thing, man. When we, because um, there's a couple different stores in this unnamed company that have <laughs> just a meat department, and I worked in just those meat departments, I never had to confront kind of my ignorance about seafood. Yeah. And then I came to this unnamed, unspecified store. Yeah. 
And it's like, what the fuck is all this? I got to learn how to, I got to teach people how to cook this shit. I don't know how to cook this shit. <laughs> so um, one thing I learned about cooking seafood is grill or pan fry. That's, I mean, or deep yeah. fry. That's the two biggest things. So Yeah, I mean, dude, you could slap anything mm. in fucking beaten egg, flour, or cornmeal if you're one mm. of those fucking people. And then deep fry it and you're good. It's not going to hurt it. You know, it's actually going to taste pretty now, good. Now, one thing that makes seafood amazing, mm-hmm. and you know it's coming. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, right. um, get it out of your system. I'm from Baltimore, and the people, the listeners that are from Maryland, um, which are pretty much probably all of them mostly, yeah. um, Old Bay is in our blood. Now, yep. now let's, let's go back. So, people ask us why we put Old Bay, why is Old Bay is like so worshipped the way it is in, in, in Maryland, because it's really just in Maryland. Old Bay's everywhere in the world. I got in Hawaii. I've been in Las Vegas. They have Old Bay. It's not that it's it's basically seasonal with a, one more ingredient. That's right. basically what it is. Um, but we Old Bay because crabs are so big in our culture because we have the Chesapeake Bay and crabs mm-hmm. are so big. So someone put a Cajun season on the crabs, which it just happened to be Old Bay, right? And it just it worked out. So since we worship the crab so much, we worship Old Bay now. Uh-huh. But then, after, but then eventually it evolved and became like a pop culture thing in the later, early in the life. Mm-hmm. And then it is what we put on everything. I mean, oh, I mean, crab pizza, crab dip pizza is a thing. It's really good, but it's a lot of Old Bay. Old Bay is amazing. Do you? Why do you? I still remember the time you told me about putting Old Bay on pizza. I can't remember anything that I said. I can just remember that I was yelling it. <laughs> well, um, so French fries is a big thing. So we put we put vinegar on our French fries and obey. Dude, that's that's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong there because people put like Cajun shit on the fries. Yeah. They put cheese. They put you know vinegar on the fries. Fries are not a sacred territory. No one gives a shit what you do with your French fries. Pizza is fighting like it's something worth fighting over for most people. So to me, I've had obey once or twice before. I wasn't terribly taken with it. It didn't offend me or anything like that, but it's just like, it seemed to me like it's like another seasoning salt. Yeah. I mean, they and have Obey chips here. Why don't you just buy a bag of Obey chips and you'll be like, okay, this I've is... I've had Obey chips and they're they're pretty good. They're like, kind of like a, a split on barbecue chips. And they're spicier. Because you know? yeah, Obey, Obey is a spicy spice. It, right. It, it can be for some people. It's like, but it's like, if I wanted spicy, salty in my food, I'd get cayenne pepper and kosher salt. So, I mean, I, I understand, like, it's appeal for people because well, people put on their fucking crab legs all the so, time here. So, down here in the South, you guys have your vinegar barbecue sauce. Is that, is that your, what is oh, your, what is the trademark no, dude, you, sauce down here? You, what is, you can't say South, people will kill you. Okay. Specifically, Northeast North Carolina is vinegar-based barbecue okay. sauce. Southeast North Carolina and South Carolina is mustard-based it's called Gaffney sauce. Oh, okay. That's where it originated, is Gaffney, South Carolina. It's a whole lot of mustard, a whole lot of ketchup, and a whole lot of brown sugar. See, up north it's molasses. We use molasses. Yeah. Or yeah. You know, um, but Obey. So we have Obey in Maryland. We love our Obey. Mm-hmm. If you had to pick North Carolina's one, like one condiment or sauce or spice, what would it be? Well, me, I'm partial towards vinegar sauce. So vinegar, just okay. distilled white vinegar or like. Apple cider vinegar, if you're crazy. Throw some red pepper, like red chili flakes in there, a little salt, pepper, a little bit of minced garlic, and you're good. It's a five-ingredient sauce. It keeps forever, and it adds flavor to anything. It's spicy, but it's it's got, like, it's tempered by that vinegar. It's not just spice for the, in the name mm-hmm. of spice. 
I like mustard sauce, but it's a little bit too sweet. You know, sometimes they put way too much brown sugar in it. And barbecue should not be sweet. Because you're going to be pairing it with potato salad, yeah. which is another fucking can of worms down here in the South. How do you like your potato salad? You know, you could be doing it with coleslaw. Coleslaw and potato salad are already kind of sweet. Well, you guys, you guys like chop up your coleslaw. I like the long, I, I don't like the mince barbecue or the mince coleslaw. Yeah. I like the, or the barbecue coleslaw. That's just fucking. No, that, that's. I don't know what the hell happened there. I don't know what the hell they were doing. We put Old Bay in our, our potato salad. Dude, everything you can think of, we put Old Bay on. You got a cut on your knee? Obey that shit. Uh, <laughs> like, obey. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm not averse to it. I, I don't hate it as a spice. I just don't see, like, what the hype is. Well, one one thing, so I understand that. I don't see the, I've had hush puppies. Mm-hmm. I think hush puppies are basically onion rings with no fucking onion. They, they, <laughs> they taste like onion rings with no onion. I, I feel like someone just had the dough from the onion rings. Right. It was like. Fuck it, I'm just going to buy bread. That's probably literally all it is. Because <laughs> uh, a lot of Southern food came about from people being either poor or lazy. Yeah. Like all the best stuff in the world, like fried chicken. Oh, shit. It's just somebody yeah. thought, oh, man, I got this chicken. This probably, you know, I probably should throw away by now. But if we, like, throw in some pickle juice, hopefully that'll sterilize it, please God. And then we just dredge it and deep fry it, and that'll cover up the flavor. And it was, like, one of the best things mankind's ever created. I, I just... Yeah, the hush puppies is just something. Hush puppies, you have to get them done right. They have to be straight out of the fryer, and they have to be covered in salt and fresh cracked pepper. Well, I went to a place in Shelby, North Carolina. It was one of my old boss took me there, and he was like, he's from Shelby, so he's like, this is probably one of the best barbecue places you can get. I mean, everybody will always say in their town is the best barbecue place. Even up north, best pit beef place is, you know, X this, X that. Um, so he took me to a place called Bridges Barbecue. Now it's well, it is well known. People have gone there. People have heard of it at least. Um, I felt bad because I still ate the hush puppies. I just didn't like them. That was my first time really having hush puppies. And that was my first time in my life having real, real sweet tea, by the way, which is, which is. Like ninety percent sugar with a splash of fucking oh, tea. <laughs> like, I, was, I was sitting there. I was like, no wonder people down here don't have a fucking all have diabetes because <laughs> yeah, yeah, diabetes no tea. <laughs> but, that's sweet tea. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just one of the you know early. Yeah, I mean that's sweet tea. But the barbecue, I was upset because they asked me if you wanted chopped or minced, and I was like, neither. I wanted it fucking pulled, but I had to pick one, so I I picked chopped. Oh, and you son of a bitch. and I don't mince. What is that? That's like, yeah, that's like that's this. Uh, it's just it's it's for people. I don't know if it's because they have no fucking teeth or like what the deal is. But they <laughs> chop it up so small. It's basically like barbecue soup. There's yeah. no texture to it. There's no chew. Would you call it stew? Remember we had that debate about soup and stew. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 well, yeah that's a fucking yeah. thing. <laughs> Go yeah, on. You caught me off guard. <laughs> now I. That's the thing. Barbecue, I feel, and this is the fucking hipsterist thing to say, I feel like it's becoming too commercialized. Oh, at least around here. Because this, it's been built up in these people's minds, people who move here, move south, like, oh, barbecue and fried chicken. You know, that's the two, that's the foods you gotta try when you get mm-hmm. down to the south. So, all these chains and all these mom and pop places who don't know how to fucking cook, they throw some garbage together. Mm-hmm. You know, just get some some overcooked pork and soak it in sweet baby rays and yeah. then all of a sudden they call it barbecue. 
true, honest to God barbecue, I feel should be smoked. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not a big fan of oven roasted or grilled or anything like that. And I'll do oven roasted barbecue because I'm have a smoker. We have two minutes, by the way. Two mo- Oh God. Well, I don't want to be locked yeah. in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good idea. So, so uh, how do we wrap this up? In yeah. Two minutes well, now? here. Well, I, I hate to cut it off. This yeah. is this is going great. Um. Yeah. There might be a part two to this because we can talk forever about this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. But one of the questions you asked me earlier, I'm going to answer, and this is how we'll end it. Because I am on this low-carb, no-sugar diet, and you were saying, like, how do you know – how am I supposed to eat southern yeah, food? How, how does, like, southern cuisine, how does so, that affect your diet? So one, I always say this joke when I go to the doctor's office. They're like, Rob, you haven't really lost weight. I'm like, well, you try living in the south. I always say this because <laughs> it's true. I mean, yeah. fried food is crazy. So there is there, there is other ways. So – there's something I never knew I loved until I was on this diet. Pork rinds. Pork rinds are amazing. Oh so because I can have pork rinds, mm-hmm. you smash up the pork rinds. I had chicken tenders yesterday. You smash up the pork rinds. You take the tenders. You put you egg it, dredge it, put it in the pork rinds, then you fry it. I can have fried food on this diet. I just can't have any bread or flour. So we just use pork rinds. And it's fucking amazing. Because I like to use like a mixture of original and a mixture of like honey barbecue pork rinds. Oh, I mean, I'm just saying, so if you have to fry something, that, that's the solution. So that's just frying. Barbecue, there is sugar-free barbecue sauce, low-carb sugar-free barbecue sauce. Does it taste good? I think so, but I'm also biased because I've been a diabetic for a while, so I don't really... Well, the thing is, if you were really like committed to having barbecue and you really were trying to cut out all the sugar, yeah. you just go pull pork, man. Yeah. There's plenty of dry rubs that add... Tons of flavor. Well, that's what I'm doing tomorrow. I'm just using a dry rub. And then yeah. I'll have the barbecue sauce with us, but we're not going to pour it in. So I'm just doing it in the crock pot. I'm not <laughs> doing I don't have a smoker, unfortunately. So, hey, you know. Um, crock pot, I, I uh, you know, works out great for me in the crock pot. So, but we'll add our own barbecue sauce because mm-hmm. my daughter doesn't really like barbecue sauce. She likes uh, ketchup. Eventually, she's young. She's three no, years old. Give her, okay. give her time. I'll give, give her time. a chance. I'll but anyway, chance. so that hopefully answers that question. I mean, there's other things that, you know, I mean, fried things are, is the base of Southern. Yes. So if, if I can just substitute that. Mm-hmm. Now, the whole bread and everything else, yeah. Which, by the way, I don't understand. There's a chain down here called Zaxby's, which is the worst chain ever. Um, <laughs> I don't understand why they give you a slice of fucking bread. <laughs> but we'll talk about that another yeah. time. So yeah, that's, that's a part two well, right there. Is- well, Griffin, it was fun. I appreciate yep, it. Always a pleasure, man. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, we just kind of. I think this is about yeah. We the just best kinda, we can do. We just kind of cut it off, and yeah. you know, just have it. Okay, goodbye. Okay. <sighs> Ow, my fucking back hurts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was laying on this. Um, so the tradition is whoever the guest is mm-hmm. has to say the intro. So, That's, what's the intro? I mean, you listen to the podcast, right? No. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's been a while. Oh, so y'all oh, got like a script, or you just like freeball it? Oh, we just oh, we rolled.